0: Two, three, four. In this... A big thank you to Anispirority Complex for providing our new theme song. It is October 25th, 2018, and we're talking StarWars.com, taking off all the fan sites and stuff from the StarWars.com page. My name is Zach Weber, and tonight I am joined by Zenger.
1: I don't have a quote this week. I just realized I forgot to look one up.
0: Wait, wait, hold on a sec. Zenger, wow. are, you the best, are you the best pilot in the galaxy? Best Starfighter pilot
1: course i'm the best pilot in the galaxy oh wait sorry that that. <laughs> sorry i forgot the resistance answer to that see it's uh, not forgettable people
0: <laughs> see you forgot the running joke from like one week ago <laughs> oh dear best starfighter pilot in the galaxy you no know, best best best
1: it, it's not bad it's the best pilot best pilot
0: I it, is it, it has a couple of variations
1: i think I think it's supposed to be best podcast because they've never shown him actually, like, fighting.
0: Yeah, they did in the beginning of the first
1: episode. They show him fighting.
0: Well, he does okay for, like, a kid or a teenager or an adult. (laughs) We don't know how old he is. He does well for a person whose age we don't know. He could be anywhere from age 12 to 30, based on the animation style. Enough dunking on Resistance. We'll save that for a rainy day. But no, before we get into our topic at hand, we have two things to discuss before we delve into the topic. First of all, last week, Zenger kind of ended the podcast with a question about whether his youngest daughter would recognize Star Wars Resistance as a Star Wars show. And during the last week, Zenger has put his daughter to the test, and we have an answer.
1: No. She did not recognize it. She recognized both the Clone Wars series and Rebels as... Star Wars. She did not recognize this one. Now she became very disinterested and walked off. You're trying
0: to hook these young kids into the Star Wars, and it's not working. And especially yes, yeah. a li- especially a little girl. That's like that's a that's the gold mine. That's the sweet spot for the Star
1: Wars franchise at this point. That 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 is, and I would definitely say that they did not hook her. She was not very interested. Uh. Oh, so. Well.
0: Star Wars Resistance, may, maybe come epi- maybe toward the later episodes you'll uh, rebound, but who knows until then. But part two, I have no idea. I know Zegner and I talked about this. It might have been edited out, but recently on Zegnus, they did an episode on John Carpenter's The Thing.
1: Controversial episode.
0: Now that I've listened to it or as much as I could listen to it until I had to uh, turn it off in anger and disgust. Oh. I... Okay. <laughs> No, so I listened to it, Zenger, or was it? This is Zeng That, where we we recap what recently happened on Zeng This. And by recently, we mean like three weeks ago by the time you're listening to it. Yes. So I listened to the Zeng This episode, and first of all, I was very disenchanted where I start off this listening, hoping to hear Ellie and Zenger's opinion. And I get like 15 minutes of people I've never heard of telling me their opinion. It's kind of like going and like buying a Kit Kat bar. You get like an Almond Joy. I was not (laughs) too happy about that. It's like, it's not that the Almond Joy is bad. It's just not what I was expecting. And then after that, I hear, oh, would you recommend the 2011 The Thing? And whoever your guest was was like, yeah, it's just as good. I'm like, that is blasphemous. At that point, the audio show just turned off. And there should have been like one of those like warning messages, like the like emergency <laughs> alert system telling me we apologize for this sacrilege that you just heard. That's it. I am I am severely disappointed. And I think what even made it worse, like the proverbial anti cherry on top, when Ellie said that what was the comment? She's like, This could have been better. Yeah, basically. Severely disappointed in Zeng this.
1: Severely. Do, do do I do I have an opportunity to defend anything or, or am I supposed oh, to Oh, please
0: do it's 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 futile it'll be a, an attempt kind of in futility but please go ahead try to defend someone that said that the thing 1982 is
1: not very good okay so to point it out I'm not going to defend Ellie Ellie can defend herself upcoming up in an upcoming episode up, ofzing this by the way um on another note our guests were not they were both not able to be on so I They they both wanted to talk about it, so I gave them the opportunity to record a little segment of both of them discussing it before we discussed it on the show. Because I wanted to have both of them on, but due to scheduling, we couldn't get everyone to match up. So, So, yeah. So, I still have not seen the new version of the thing, so I cannot definitively give my opinion on it as of yet. I'm more interested to see it because of the episode, but I sit here still not seeing it. As for what Ellie did, that's all on her. <laughs> oh, damn. And that will be addressed in a later episode of Zingness. The people versus so. Ellie. <laughs> and so you're not the only one who has spoken that they would like to have a chance to be in the Zingness court to discuss the, the Zingness high court to discuss the, the situation that has been put forth. Oh, man. So, so we're going to impeach Judge Ellie. Oh uh, no, we're we she she will be put on trial. Oh, with okay. Judge Singer presiding. Okay, fair and just is what I will tell people. No conflict of interest. Nope. <laughs> but yes, I do love that movie. I understand where she's coming from, but I do not see eye to eye with her on that. So let me make that very clear. I I, I understand do not- your complaints. I understand that you don't like this, but
0: everyone's entitled still, to their own opinion sure that does not wrong. mean they, exactly except when, except when it's wrong and i don't know how anyone can defend the 2011 film
1: i just i, I don't it, so i will i will do say anything.
0: okay i have no idea if you actually discussed this on the the episode but the whole thing that happened with the 2011 thing was they wanted to make it with a lot of practical effects they shot the movie with practical effects during post production editing, the studio came in and said, "All this, all this tangible effects look fake," and they deliberately scrubbed over it with digital trickery.
1: See, that's, what that's, happened. The, that's the reason I said I like the original so much is because I feel it ages better than stuff that doesn't. That's why I think Star Wars does so well is because a lot of the practical effects from the original age better. Hmm. Plus, so. plus,
0: Rob. Plus, Rob Boutin is is a genius.
1: That, that too. But yeah, to bring it back around to Star Wars for a split second, yes, I, I believe that practical effects do make stuff age better most of the time.
0: Practical effects is better and I think, most circumstances if it was done right at the time.
1: Correct. So I've defended Zingness and, and the opinions voiced on there because they are of their own. So if you have any more issues, please take them up with the individuals who said them. And for that, once again, later episode of Zingness will tackle the People versus Ellie for her blasphemous, I mean, sorry, for her opinions. I have to stay, <laughs> stay impartial.
0: Yes, check out the episode of Zengness about the thing. If you actually enjoy that film, chances are your skin will crawl about 20 minutes in. Yep. But hey, you'll feel a You'll have that visceral feeling of anger and frustration. Hey, you've
1: got me being positive the entire time.
0: But anyway, though, without uh, further ado, uh, 15 minutes of BSing later, the topic at hand. So this story came out about your hand. hand. (laughs) The topic at hand is Lucasfilm deletes fan slash collecting slash podcasting site section from StarWars.com. The article I'm referencing is a BleedingCool.com article. I will reference it in the show notes. The article states as follows, Lucasfilm has a long, long history of working very closely with the fan community and have for decades. From the Bantha Tracks days through today's hornet's nest of Twitter and other social media, Star Wars fans have always been able to engage with the employees and creatives behind the galaxy we all love. However, because of certain groups of Star Wars fans, we may now lose some of that access. Lucasfilm has removed the fans collecting podcasting site section from StarWars.com. This is where they listed news sites, collecting sites, and podcasts that talked about all things Star Wars. They have an infographic on their site showing like what the page looked like before they changed it. In its place, they have this statement where the sites were previously listed. Quote, notice Lucasfilm Limited strives to foster an inclusive, diverse, and safe environment for our fans. And we ask the same of our fan community. Fan organizations, websites, blogs, clubs, podcasts, social media accounts, etc., are not owned, endorsed, sponsored, controlled, or in any way affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited or the Walt Disney Company and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Lucasfilm Limited, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their affiliates. And no warranty expressed or implied is made regarding accuracy, adequacy, completeness, legality, reliability, or usefulness of any information. Please see terms of use agreements and privacy policies policies that apply to such third-party services and content star wars logos trademarks character names and all related elements and lucasfilm limited what star wars logos trademarks character names and all related elements and lucasfilm and or walt disney company okay well clearly whoever did quoted this did not quote the entire thing end quote it is worth noting that the fan organizations like the 501st rancho obi-wan and other sites are still listed this is a very sad development when they launched the new StarWars.com. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, though, so this person goes more on and on about the, uh, the, st- the state of the fan community, Last Jedi nonsense, so on and so forth. But anyway, though, the whole point of this is, is that for, I just figured this out. I think I just discovered this a few months ago before I took it down, that there was this part of the website. And I remember a lot of the star wars podcast and, and there's not a lot of star wars fan sites mostly podcasts they're like oh ooh, how do we get on here and for the record i i never wanted to be on this site had no interest in it. i think that anytime you like when it comes to like reading a book anytime you see the phrase unauthorized you know it's going to be for the most part at, maybe not honest but at least it's going to try to give an objective view on something or at least one that's not controlled by the party or the entity that you're discussing I don't think this is that big of a deal. I think if there's anything to glean from this, it's interesting that Lucasfilm is deliberately trying to distance themselves from the fan community, which I don't... It's funny, Star Wars is one of these properties that has a very... What would be the correct term? Deeply entrenched fan base that you think any sort of IP would be thrilled to have for no other reason than to exploit it, yet... Disney Lucasfilm is deliberately distancing themselves from it. And I find this a very bizarre strategy in a business sense. Like, I get it. Like, there's... there's <laughs> All the controversies in the Star Wars fan community are... You can't count them all at this point. Every I'm pretty sure every podcast at this point has some sort of boycott they've initiated or are, I don't like this, and you shouldn't listen to it anymore. But it's a weird, weird thing where a... a IP is deliberately saying we don't want anything to do with the fans. Am I wrong, Singer?
1: Oh, can of worms about to be opened that we're gonna deal with here. I don't know. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, can of worms or hot takes? Oh uh, both. Can of worms that's full of hot takes. I like that. <clears throat> so here's my thing. I I never noticed that this was on the site to begin with. Then I looked at the site and I'm like, oh, my only guess is maybe since it's Disney and Disney likes their image, they're maybe it's like we can't constantly keep up with what these people are doing, so maybe us getting away from them in this sense might be a good idea to do because that way, if anyone posts anything dumb or something that doesn't match our squeaky clean image we can very easily be already stepped away from it
0: oh definitely but the thing that's interesting though is that disney is not one to throw in the towel and i find it because i'm not sure how much because i'm a huge disney aficionado i don't know how many people in our audience are but disney when it comes to like fan content creators is very hands-on like there are hundreds of mommy bloggers that Disney just gives them so much stuff and, and so much info and uses them as a mouthpiece to spread the word about Lord knows what. There are also the, the the Disney travel tourism blogs that get a ton of like information on the down low and use that as a way of kind of getting a litmus test on how the theme park, the Disney theme park community will respond to certain things. I know, obviously, Lucasfilm had some favorites in the podcasting community. There's, there's about two or three. I think it's also weird that you'll see journalist. I, I gotta be careful. I want to say put quotations quotation marks around the word journalist. That oddly enough have Star Wars podcast yet are they'll they'll be like independent writers for StarWars.com, which I think is like a weird conflict of interest like to this day i think i've mentioned it before i think it's on the star wars rebels season two blu-ray box there's a pull quote saying this is the greatest episode this is the greatest season of star wars rebels it's some generic positive quote and the person who wrote that is a writer for star wars.com or i think i know they are now but i'm pretty sure they were at the time when that was released and I've always wondered how on earth did somebody – considering that there was – it wouldn't be hard to find someone who had praise for Star Wars Rebels Season 2. I don't get how that was approved. And like Zinger said, yes, Disney likes – they're anal retentive. They like they don't like people messing with their stuff. But they're so – like it's Disney. Disney. There's so many people that write about Disney – they're making money off of it by just amplifying their message, like like this podcast. I know, like we've talked about with Pork Night, Pork Nights, like guys make make Knights of Vader cups, and I'm like, I don't want a Knights of Vader cup. I can't fathom anybody else wanting anything with our dumb logo on it. For those of you who do, I think that's I'm immensely humbled by it. For
1: those but, of you who do, go to tpublic.com/signess and just buy something from there instead.
0: Well, I, I think I've said it before. I said, if anybody wants something with the Knights of Vader logo on, it, I will send you the high res artwork and you can make it yourself. Like, I, I, I think that's cool. I've never, I, I think it, you know, it's, I am a supporter of capitalism. I think if somebody's willing to wear your logo or display it on their own accord, I think the worst thing you could do is charge them money for it. It's basically free promotion. Again, that that's a topic for another day, though. But yes, no, that's, ba- that's
1: a topic I love getting into. It's oh, you're paying all that money for that shirt that the love on, so you're just a the billboard for that.
0: Exactly. I, I've never understood that. It's one of those things where it's like, like fine, like I get it with things like Star Wars, up so for like very small things, like oh, you can get a t shirt from your, your from your local podcast. Well, how much is it? Thirty five dollars. It's like <laughs> jokes on you. Like that's thirty five bucks you're never getting from me. But. They're going back to the Star Wars thing, though. I think this is more or less about the podcast and the in the community. It's just the whole idea of why, I when this news broke a couple of weeks months ago, a lot of people cough Star Wars podcast and cartel community cough pointed their fingers at a very specific podcast that's been in the Star Wars fan community spotlight for a while, saying, "See." Disney, th- this this podcast I guess you want to call it the alienated podcast Has has Poisoned the well for all of us Normal Star Wars podcast And it's like, no, or maybe that, That's one way to interpret it But I think What it is, it's like what Zenger said For some reason, Disney Feels they are losing the battle Of controlling the narrative when it comes To Star Wars
1: Mm-hmm
0: Yet I think by distancing yourself away from that, you're you're making a bad situation worse. I think in the last couple of weeks, we joked about if the Star Wars fan base is currently a, a five alarm fire, you're only making it even worse. Because if you want to calm the Star Wars fan community down, you got to give them something to kind of pacify them, and they're not. And by distancing yourself, that that. That doesn't calm people down. You're just going to make people angry because people that were getting access to things are now going to feel disenfranchised. And don't get me wrong, Disney, Lucasfilm can do whatever they want. It's their IP. If they, want, if they want to poison the well, by by golly, they poison it as much as they'd like to. But it's a weird strategy which seems very misguided. And it also ties into the whole thing that's been going on that we discussed for like Star Wars in 2019 and then 2020 – where they're deliberately choking off information. And that's bizarre in the age of social media.
1: I don't disagree
0: with that. But with that being said, Zenger, what what's you, what your take on all this? Like clearly you're you're tuned into all this though. But considering your background is media, if you if you obviously know that, would you agree that Disney Lucasfilm is losing the PR battle on Star Wars?
1: I think they're trying to gain control of it back. And how to do that? Distance yourself from stuff that's labeled toxic or stuff that you cannot fully control. They can't control podcasts. They can't control what we say on here. So what are they gonna do? They're not gonna advertise or give people that that's something you could go look up and find. But
0: with that being said though, they can control these podcasts. Like look, let's let's take for example, there's the infographic. That what this page once was, and obviously, whoever did the screenshot of it, it's not—it's not comprehensive. So I—I I can't speak for everything that was listed on here, though. But look at all the names of these—these. Po- these, I don't know if some of them are podcasts, some of them are are just generic name or just websites. I don't know. Like you have Wikipedia, Jedi News, Tashi Station, Star Wars Newsnet, Yak Face bantha skull jedi temple archives rebel scum the list goes on and on from there disney had well lucasfilm and in, in turn disney has trademarked all those names if disney wanted to control this you you cease and desist letter all these people you say you you are you and i would imagine much how we joked about making merchandise off the podcast name and we're in the same boat of all those other ones are just named with knights of vader we have in uh Trademark name in our title, Disney. In all honesty, could cease and desist letter us tomorrow and say you better change your name or else. And there's not a uh, we don't have a legal foot to lean on. If you want to control the podcasting, you do that. You put the fan. You put these things in the corner and say you better shape up or else.
1: And who says that's not the next step?
0: Well, that that's the million dollar question. How much longer? Like when you have. I'm this making if this is a real podcast or website, uh, forgive me. Uh, if this exists, I don't. I'm not means throw shade or isolate them. But you have uh dot <laughs> If that's real, I apologize. I don't mean to laugh at your name,
1: but I, let's see I, name. I might I might mean to, but that's 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 neither here nor
0: there. All right, Zanger, quick do a do a uh, fact check. See if there's a site called mandalorianlovers.net.
1: I'm gonna do this on my phone because I'm not doing it on my computer. Okay, good.
0: Make sure sure it's incognito and you clear the web browsing history afterwards. I will. So let's say Mandalorian Lovers right has is a really nasty podcast. It's it's essentially the Midnight's Edge of Star Wars podcasting, and it's just a cesspool of hatred. Why? If it's Disney's IP, and as long as they have the name, they're using a trademark name. Shut them down. It's within their legal right it's it's not quelling free speech like in all honesty I, when we uh, we again we've mentioned a few times on here that we had a bunch of names for the podcast we could have sat there called the podcast uh, generic podcast 1138 or something like that i you know there's a couple of the podcasts on here that are not trademarked ones like there's the prequel so- i think it's what prequel appreciation society that's a great name because you know what? There's nothing you can do with it. There, there's nothing that Disney can say, uh-uh uh uh because it's safe. I don't know what sort of logos they have. That's that's another one where it's like if you have he said, a just let, look up
1: Mandalorian Lovers,
0: right? Dot net. Oh, dot net, got it. If there's a dot com that doesn't count. If you do use any of this stuff though, Lucasfilm can shut you down. So like when everybody was complaining about this over the last few weeks, nope. saying no Mandalorian Lovers.net? No. Nope. All right, I don't feel bad now. Okay, we can laugh now. That is a stupid name. If you choose that as the name of your podcast or website, you are a loser.
1: But there is a picture of, like, a Boba Fett and a female-looking Boba Fett staring at each other in the goggles. In the goggles? Or the—sorry, in the face mask. In the visor. Oh. There we go.
0: Visor. Oh. <laughs> How do you know it's a female Boba Fett if, if it's a
1: visor? Um— its armor plating is very obviously female. Oh, oh! It's got, okay. it's got a spot for the movies. Oh Jesus! I'm Fuck. an adult. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> no, not you! I'm laughing at the fact that somebody made this. Okay, you know what? If, if anybody decides to take us up on that Mandalorian oh, lover,
1: but but I'm not done yet. There's another image. You, there, there, there's another image of Boba Fett, rainbow colored, wearing a headband, somehow on his helmet, holding a flower, doing the peace sign.
0: All right, that's not that's okay. That that's closer to what I was imagining, but fine, whatever. That's not as bad as the the the, the, the Boba Fett armor with the female uh, enhancements.
1: Anyway,
0: I I think the issue. Other is, terms you
1: can look up: Star Wars, pregnant pixel no, art.
0: Stop! 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 There's only Max. We're sensitive. We, yeah. So, any matter how we delve into, like, it's, I'm surprised this isn't a Tumblr page or something. This seems like I feel like Tumblr would be a high for this sort of thing.
1: Hold on. Wait. Apparently, there's a ton of links to Wikipedia for different, like, characters in the Mandalorian stuff. And there's so much stuff around the Mandalorians that looking up Mandalorian automatically brings up that. Oh, there's a Pinterest page.
0: Well, that's why I think. Oh,
1: sorry. It's Pinterest for best Mandalorian images. This is worthless. Stupid internet.
0: Uh, yeah. So I I think the thing is, is that everybody's getting mad about the fact that that Disney was doing this though. But in all honesty, if Disney wanted to shut, I kind of like burn our little shanty Star Wars fan community down, they could do it very easily. It wouldn't be hard at all. Like if, let's say Disney's lawyers contacted us and they're like, okay, you're using a, a trademark character's name in your in your podcast and you have Darth Vader in your logo image. Guess what? We again we'd have to rename the podcast. like one day you'd be like, well wow, am the like, much like our Twitter account disappeared. You'd be like, well wow, i the Knights of Vader. Now it's just like generic uh not Star Wars podcast or not not trademark name. And not I my Star Wars. Not not see that's although well, you can't use the word Star Wars either because that's trademark. Not my Maybe galaxy. I'm, yeah. Galaxy. Galaxy Wars. Then we really do become the Alex Jones parody uh, account. Finally, finally, my dream April. comes true. April first can't come soon enough. It can't. My throat will die. <laughs> See, that's one those, that, then. I'll be. I'll be a solo podcast with me, folks, for how many months? Because Zenger just has to recuperate his voice. Zanger, So, like I said, do, so do you have a, a grander opinion on this, or is it just basically they can do whatever they want and can it can only get worse from here? I I
1: I just. It's one of those things I want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, is there a bigger purpose to this? Are we reading into this too much? Is this just the ton of fans are speculating? Or is it not? It, it, I mean, it could just be nothing. It could just be, a, they, they did it because someone's like, hey, we need more room to put something else up. Oh, man, take, take down that podcast stuff. No one cares.
0: Well, I have to also be wondering too with, with Lucasfilm, because again, it's Disney. Everything with Disney comes back to money. Why isn't there an official Star Wars podcast?
1: That is a very good question. And maybe you just, maybe that just answered the big question of why they do that. Maybe there is an actual Star Wars podcast in the works and they wanted to basically clear the road to be like, no, 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 you listen to ours. That's,
0: that's what I mean though. Cause, and that's the mill, I think that's the million dollar question. It's like everybody's freaking out and thinking, oh, it's the, disenfranchised alienated star wars podcast that poisoned the well well there's the star wars show which is the official star wars outlet of youtube we have star wars instagram we have a star wars twitter we have a star wars facebook i don't know if it's star wars myspace we can only hope there's a star wars myspace
1: would right i'd like to think there
0: is at one point there probably was but why not? And again, it's another way. For- think about even it. It's even not just
1: internet that existed
0: <laughs> ten years ago, maybe. Yes. But I think I think that's what they're probably doing. And think about we we keep mentioning that all we have all the Star Wars content coming out next year. What better way than to kick this off with a podcast that's free to listen to, but they can sell all the? Like I know from Star Wars show every thirteen seconds there's a little Verizon logo saying this show is. Uh, Paid content with Verizon, they can have two or three uh, sponsors, and I would imagine the Star Wars podcast would easily get a minimum five thousand downloads every every day a new episode goes up. That's probably what they're doing if I had to guess. And it's not this thing like, oh man, D- the, the the Disney is smiting us fans.
1: No, there's the whole war going on right now that, that apparently you're not clued into, sir, between you know the independent podcast and you know these these ones that are corporate backed and have all this money and you know we little podcasters out here are just trying to trying to get our voices heard and the, and the big you know corporate driven ones are putting their foot on us and trying to silence us well exactly i actually could have done that whole thing in the alex Jones voice and it wouldn't have sounded out of place i just realized that now do you want to do a take two <clears throat> Hold on. Okay, I got enough water.
0: Sanger's actually he has like like an aerosol can. He's inhaling like the like the fumes from it just to be able to get high enough to do this.
1: Oh, and technically um Jones Zinger would also be another one, the Alex Jones Zinger. Alright, Porgnai, I hope you have a pen and
0: pad because you better be writing
1: all these down. Now listen here. You're not clued into the to the war that is constantly going on right now between are independently run fan-supported podcasts. It's going up against these corporate-driven ones that have endless amounts of money and sponsorships out there that are trying to get your attention and get your money away from you. Now, if you just go to, <clears throat> to my website, galaxywars.com, which probably is an actual site, but you go there and you buy my Metachlorian Cleanse it will help you be a better Jedi. Now, I'm not here to sell you anything, but if you use discount code Knights of Vader at checkout, you'll get 10 percent off.
0: You know what? Actually, talking about like merchandise, I would love a coffee mug that says "Midichlorian Cleanse Knights of Vader Podcast." <laughs> like, you know what? Like, you know what? Fortnite <laughs> might be onto something here. That might be our in. Actually, like, we do like a bunch of. <laughs> Alright, folks, you might actually change the podcast from Knights of Vader to Galaxy Wars come next year. Very real possibility that happens. If one day but, if you go
1: check... My, my voice life, box like, is gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I said, and now it's going to be me really talking by myself for the next uh, half an hour. Every three months, I come on to blow out my vocal cords. I mean, Zanger's kind of like uh, a full moon. He shows up maybe once every 35 days, and then that's it. We won't see him again. <sighs> That's good. Like,
1: I think we you do is go to his website and just look up stuff. And just give it like a Star Wars like spin. Give me a minute. <laughs> I'll just put him in throughout the rest of this episode. Then just random. Good. You'll, random. you'll break
0: him with that. That'll be. You'll be like, uh, um, ads. That's who we're sponsored by. We're sponsored by Galaxy Wars. I wonder if there's this podcast called Galaxy Wars.
1: I surprise. Isn't Galaxy? Isn't Galaxy Wars actually something? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised, but. I'm gonna say this now, or even look this up. I'm pretty sure it's that one movie with Tim Allen. Galaxy Quest. Okay, never mind. I was close. Close with no that cigar.
0: You got your, you got your, uh, your galaxy right. Just the wrong sort of thing following it. So I think that's what's going on in the Star Wars uh, fan community. I don't think. Again, it's funny how much like the when uh, you watch television when it's the news and you have the media and there's a narrative. I find it very interesting. Arcade that, video game. Is it is it popular? Mm-hmm. Like, is there a lot of search results? Like, does it seem like
1: it's popular? Uh, it's a video game that I had to be reminded that it's a video game. So take that as what you will.
0: Okay, you're the gaming guru. So, all right, folks, get, just get ready. One day, that podcast name might just change. <laughs> There's a very real possibility. Because I like the idea that as time goes on. I don't think that there's any sort of narrative that's like, oh, which it could be. Again, it's always possible. Lucasfilm, it's funny how we, back during the George Lucas prequel era, we were always, it was a very thin veil. Now it's like an iron curtain. Holy like they, they,
1: crap. There's 50% off all InfoWars Life Super Sale specials, free domestic shipping. Huh. Go, singer.
0: Go, place an order and type in this the, the shipping address, Vladimir Putin, 1 Kremlin Avenue.
1: <laughs> Dude, Moscow, I, I'm Russia. already not wanting to get my, my stuff watched. I'm pretty sure this – I'm pretty sure after Metaclorian lovers, Info Wars, and trying to steal Vladimir – sorry, Comrade Putin's identity, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll have a – I'll get swatted immediately.
0: Did I tell you what my plan is for Election Day? Oh, God. I want to go to my local polling place. For the, for um, those of you who don't know, we're having our midterm elections in America in the next couple of weeks. I want to go dressed as no, Vladimir no. Putin. I want to go as Vladimir Plu- Putin, and I want to have a giant box that says um, ballots and say w- where do I deposit all these? <laughs> I want to see how fast I can, uh, how long it will take for me to get kicked out of all the polling places I go to. The only problem is I like, clearly can't do a Russian accent, so it's gonna be very, very hard to pull that off convincingly.
1: Hello, comrade. Um, I have ballots. Where,
0: where, where I
1: put? Is this where I vote three hundred times for President Trump? <laughs> this is this where I vote for Emperor Trump? Oh, sorry, he doesn't like me saying that one in public.
0: Oh, dear. But I think another one I want to do, I want to like, stand outside the polling place with, like a wanted sign. Have you seen this man? It's Vladimir Putin. Be careful. He likes to vote a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we've got to be careful here. No, but anyway, that, that, all joking aside, so Star Wars website, it's it's a weird strategy. You think Disney would be a little bit more outreaching to the fans? Like, I think it would be really cool that, like, on this website, like, it, it, let's just say... Let's yeah, say I could,
1: think they got something in the works. That the more I think about it, the more I feel like that's what it's pointing to, is they may have something they want to do. Because podcast is becoming big money now, for a lot of companies. A lot of companies feel that way.
0: Yeah, but I think what they you know, what they should do, there's a way of doing this without there aren't superficial people out there, that I would imagine they find out that their podcast, or I guess found out, that I got eliminated. Probably got really hurt. Which, which is dumb. It's like, again, who cares? But Why don't you contact every organization on that podcast and give them say something like like send them a press release saying like coming, just making this date up right now, December first. There's a major announcement coming to a galaxy near you, and you have all these different fan sites be like, oh, oh, we have an inside thing from Lucasfilm, and it's a way of of ingratiating them or considering that. Like I said, Disney does keep all these tabs on these mommy blogs. In all I think about on YouTube, how many accounts have, how many websites and bloggers that every time a new Marvel movie or any Disney movie that has merchandise comes out, they get a giant box of toys, in merchandise t- t- to push as a way of like, oh look, look what they sent me for promotion for. Like I think there's a there's a movie blocker, and he's a really he's one if, if you're tapped into film Twitter at all, he's one of the more. Popular ones, but he's a really nasty guy. Like he's really obnoxious. And I think for the Incredibles, Disney sent him a bunch of stuff, and it's like, wh- why would you send him this? It's like he—he's he, not like he doesn't work for the New York Times. He—he he works for one of the like, like a website that's I don't want to say it's no nothing, but it's kind of like unless you're really tapped into like the Twitter sphere, you wouldn't recognize the website. And it's like, why why give this guy a boost? Yet you have fan sites, and I, I would imagine some fan sites are are a little bit more vulgar than others, but why not go through a vetting process? Like Disney probably has how many people, or I guess Lucasfilm, has probably a, a PR team of probably two or three people. Why not have them vet the podcast? Have them vet these things, like listen to a few, like I would imagine after listening to two or three episodes of a podcast, you get the vibe of what they're going for. You... You you and just do it that way, like to sit there, kind of just do what's the word, scorched earth, and wipe the board clean. Even though that's the most efficient way, I think again, like, look, take this podcast. We are dumping our hard-earned money as free promotion for the Star Wars brand. Like, I think most people on here would say we have a rather positive spin on Star Wars. We, we give an objective look most of the time. Like, we're not unanimous. Like, oh my God, Disney, we love everything you do. But again, like we're usually positive. Sometimes we're critical, like resistance. But at the end of the day, we say we're hopeful. We're going to keep a, a tab on it. But we'll call them like we see them. Why not these people that are actually pouring their hard-earned money into it, just give them a proverbial pat on the head? Or have, it's kind of like the uh, the podcasting stage or the, what is it, the, the, the press badge for Disney celebration. I'm sorry, Star Wars celebration. Like clearly, they have a vetting process, and because I know Disney. Actually,
1: that's a good question on whether it's going to be relevant for podcasting in there anymore. Then,
0: yes that
1: that's going to be very interesting. That is a very interesting term of events, possibly. I, then,
0: I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact because Disney does not do Star Wars Celebration. Disney does D twenty three. They they coordinate that all by themselves. When it comes to celebration they outsource it to a company called I think uh, read pop or pop read it's, it's some name like that and they're the ones that do all this That's why when you had all the controversies a year and a half ago with the celebration in Orlando people were getting mad because people were cutting the line there weren't enough food vendors and they were blaming Reed pop because they weren't doing any any anything to really kind of help this Where at d23 none of this ever happened. I don't know. I think it's a different beast, but considering that Disney's outsourcing it, why not have this company that you're paying money to vet all these different organizations? Just collect their research and say, okay, this one's good. This one's not – again, certain fan sites who are more leak-related don't typically get into the conventions with a free pass. Yet the ones who are a little bit more that that toe the company line do. And that's not to say that you want a bunch of uh, yes men getting in or being the officially sanctioned Star Wars podcast. But at the same time, though, like something like us, like, let's say, you know, I don't really want it. But let's say we got like an application. Okay, do you want to be a officially sanctioned Star Wars podcast? And it's like, okay, all you got to do is not be vulgar. You can be objective and critical, but just don't be vulgar about it. Don't incite harassment or violence of any sort. But you can be part of it. I, if that were if that was the criteria, I'd be like, sure, can't hurt. But it's weird that yet somehow by telling people that they can't incite violence or harassment, they see that as curtailing their, their free speech. I, I, I don't get that. Like if, if you feel that your only way you can express yourself is by inciting people for a uh, extreme of either side of the emotional scale. Maybe you shouldn't be voicing your opinions in a public forum, or maybe you should reconsider your thoughts before you do that. If that's controversial, I apologize. Not really. But what do you think, though? Do you think that there should be like a, not a form, but like something where Disney lets you apply, much like applying for a press badge, at celebration, should there be like a process to be an officially sanctioned Star Wars or like a officially licensed Star what Wars? What does that gain you?
1: You get
0: to be you get to be on the website, and you think you're you're part of the club.
1: Okay, because so I was about to say because it really does depend for me on what what it you. you I mean, Zingus does Star Wars content every now and then. I would never consider us a like constant Star Wars podcast. I think that we should be able to cover something like the. The um, the convention now, but still, it's it's just yeah, I I don't know because it's one of those things to where I mean, if you get official, but that that's the other thing. A lot of podcasters don't like going to like a lot of podcast listeners may not prefer like the bigger companies. They want to hear the independent opinions and stuff.
0: Zenger is more tapped into the general overall podcasting world than I am. But when it comes to the Star Wars fan community, and this is not just podcasters, this is Star Wars at large. And this is and this goes back to even why I think like again, why people harassed Pablo Hidalgo, in that Star Wars has always okay, let me rephrase this. Star Wars has how people or Star Wars fans have always have always wanted to outdo each other into who can be the biggest Star Wars fan. The reason why what's canon is and why the EU being thrown away became such an issue was that Star Wars fans want like an encyclopedia where they can go back and say, See, this happened. I knew this event. You didn't. Thus, I am a bigger Star Wars fan than you. A lot of what Star Wars is is trying to out-fan or trying to be a bigger Star Wars fan or lover than the next Star Wars fan is. And I think a lot of these podcasts, not all of them, Not 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 painting with a broad brush here, but I think a lot of fans would. I think the majority of them would love the opportunity to say, "I am officially sanctioned by Lucasfilm," because then you get to say, "I have it and you don't." And as somebody who is again, I'm looking at this under maybe one specific lens. But like even when it came, when I was really big into Star Wars, collecting of the toys back during like the Force Awakens lead up like in 2015 or so and i spent a lot of time on the toy collecting forums there were people out there that were buying some merchandise like, like an insane amount of it and duplicates of things that you would never want duplicates of and a lot of the if you knew how to read between the lines the the motive was i am buying this to deny other fans to have it so i can say i have it and you don't thus i am the bigger star wars fan because if you really were a big star wars fan you'd have it too and I think there are a lot of people that would sit there, would use that as a badge of saying, let's say, again, let's just say, for example, it's us and then there's the Mandalorian Lovers podcast. Let's say we, we don't even apply to be an officially sanctioned Star Wars podcast. Mandalorian Lover does. They would then get on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and say, see, we are bigger Star Wars fans because we're in the club and Knights of Vader isn't. And that's, that's what it would start. I think there are, there are so many different fans that would just love to have that sort of... And even if it didn't mean anything. So even more was,
1: toxicity in the um, yes. Star Wars fan community.
0: Yes. It's, and I think that's the issue with the Star Wars fan base. And I think this is kind of one of those things where Disney got a lot more than what they bargained for. You buy the Muppets. You buy Pixar. You buy Marvel. You don't get any of this. Marvel's been going on. Think about it. There, there are Marvel fans that range from ages nine to ninety. Star Wars fans are mostly age sixty and younger. And the problem is that, and like I said, the foundation of the Star Wars fan. Star, Wars, it's funny, Star, I've kind of told people in in my real life, talking with them, people who are not Star Wars fans, telling them that like being a Star Wars fan is like being in a perpetual battle of bar trivia. Star Wars fans constantly have to sit there, prove that they know more about Star Wars than anybody else. And that's why people like Pablo Hidalgo became focal points, because they were ones that were able to settle arguments. Like Let's say Zenger and I are saying something like, during Star Wars The Clone Wars, the horse Face Jedi, did he really die during the Battle of Hypori? I say he didn't, Zenger says he does. There's no definitive answer to that. I, in, I, there's like one comic that says he lived, but it, it's an open-ended question. We can go to Pablo Hidalgo, and he's the final verdict on that. So by him, he gets... it's He's like a the judge of Star Wars, or what he was how many years ago. I know he's kind of more or less stopped answering fan queries. But that's what it came down to. Star Wars fans are in a perpetual battle with each other to prove who's a bigger Star Wars fan. And I can't uh, zenger you you're a obviously you are you have your finger on the pulse of a lot of nerdy topics Mm -hmm. is there any other fan base that's in a a constant battle of trying to prove that they're better than every other member of the fan base like star wars is
1: well um see i was thinking about this the other day like when we had talked about this being the topic and i don't know if i can think of one like i kind of want to say comic book fans but at the same time i don't think it's even that extreme. Like you know, people who are comic book fans of just the comics and don't like the movies, or I, I don't know. It's just Star it was, Wars has turned into such an interesting thing all on its own.
0: The problem with Star Wars is that like Star Wars, oddly enough, is too big and too small. Whereas, like, like you Ray mentioned with like Marvel or DC, you have so many movies, you have so many different continuities in the comics books, you have you know, you're, your you're like for Marvel, for example, cause I don't know DC, you have the, what's the name for the original Marvel timeline?
1: Uh, the six one, six one. Okay. That. The six one, six comma one. Okay. Like good. as in that, that one, not as in there's another. One. Gotcha. You have that, you have the ultimate, was it the Ultimates? The ultimate universe. Yes. Yeah. That's its own universe. You got you the movies. The one, yeah. Yes. And each of those does have a number. I just don't know it off the top of my head. I just know the main one. Sure, but you get the, you get the point though. Yeah. It's so
0: expansive and it's constantly growing. Like that's the fun thing about Marvel. Marvel is constantly-
1: technically even the game the new Spider-Man game exists in the exists in the Marvel universe. Because there's a comic where you meet that version of Spider-Man.
0: Bingo. And you also have things like the Into the Spider-Verse movie you yes, have things that's
1: going to be it's Ooh, I can't wait to see what that is.
0: Yes, you have Venom. You got the you got uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. You have Avengers. You have uh the Defenders series on Netflix. You know that's starting to disappear slowly but surely. Is it well, half I of think this they're disappear. setting up for something else. But what I'm trying to say though is that it's Marvel is not just the movies, but like something like the the IP, the brand of Marvel is moving so fast, you can't have that level of, you can't have the Star Wars fan level of, oh, I know more than you do, because it is so expansive. Whereas with Star Wars, it's still small enough, and especially now that they wipe the EU off the, off the, the table, well, there is that thing now where it's like, okay, I know more than you, and that's why back during The Force Awakens, you were having all these arguments about what made a true Star Wars fan. And I think – and even though I don't think there's any – there's no such thing as a true Star Wars fan. But I do think there are Star Wars fans that are a little bit more hardcore than others. Again, I waited seven hours in line for The Force Awakens. I'm an insane person. I know there are people that wait online like, – again, like we talked about with Celebration. There are people that wait two days online to get into the uh, Last Jedi First Look panel. It, Star Wars is made up of fanatics. And I think that's the problem. I don't think there's any other IP in entertainment that is as fanatical as Star Wars. And I think just now, Lucasfilm is trying to figure out a way how to cope with that. And like I said, fanaticism can be good in the sense of it's great for building hype. But at the same time, though, that same fanaticism can turn on you like The Last Jedi did. And it doesn't help, and it's funny, like you have, oh God, what was what was Mark Hamill doing the other day? Mark Hamill was doing something, oh, do oh, oh yeah, Mark, I keep seeing this everywhere I go, because I guess I, I, I type in Star Wars enough into my web browser, I get hit over the head with Star Wars articles. And uh, Mark Hamill made some really asinine statement saying, Luke OD'd on the Force. Oh yeah, that. You heard that? Yeah. That is a... Dumb, dumb statement, and I don't get why someone hasn't told him to take that down yet. For many reasons. I'm not even talking about the fact about the uh, opioid epidemic that we have in this country, that being the U.S. I'm not even talking about that. Because I I kept trying to figure out why would Mark Hamill, who's been very low-key outspoken about his dislike for The Last Jedi, why does he keep bashing that film? Like, we get it. He does not agree with what Ryan Johnson did. And if he didn't agree with it, he should have sat there, gone to Kathleen Kennedy and said, You know what? I think Ryan Johnson is, this is going to be the buzzword, buzz term of this episode, though. I think he's poisoning the well. If he really felt that bad about this, he should have complained to the proper authorities. He has an agent, and I think what he's doing is, it's been now almost a year since The Last Jedi. Mark Hamill goes to a lot of fan conventions right Zanger? yes and think about mark hamill is one of these people at the fan conventions that charges an astronomical price to have his autograph and signature i wouldn't be surprised considering that all there's all this not much star wars in the fan community i wouldn't be surprised if he's getting if let's say for example that pre last jedi at a typical convention, he got 2,000 people to spend five 600 dollars for his signature. And now, since The Last Jedi is out, he's only getting 1600 And I think in his mind, he feels that if he sits there, bashes this movie, he will be able to get more people back onto his side. Or get more people to look at him favorably. And I think, and, and, and to tie this back to what we already discussed, though, I think that's the fanaticism of Star Wars. Is that Star Wars fan base, it's weird enough, there are Star Wars fans, and considering all the f- avenues, I've seen this stupid article about Luke overdosing on the force, which I, I don't get how you get how you interpret that from the end of The Last Jedi, but that's just me. Again, like how we already stated, Mark Hamill's entitled his entitled to his opinion doesn't make it right. And you you have fans that will respond to that, oddly enough. And I think that's the weird thing, like, so, like, Lucasfilm is trying to sit there, eliminate the fan community, or the, po- the podcasting community, yet you've got Mark Hamill that will do more damage by that one comment than all the Star Wars podcasts combined. Like, like, like There's not going to be an article written in, in, in the coming weeks saying Knights of Vader jerks, or jerk, not Zenger, Zenger's been very quiet this episode. Because he's smart and he knows better, but saying things yes. like "Oh, they said that the Star Wars fan base is made up of of toxicity and fanaticism." There's not going to be any articles I've written about that. There's maybe one or two podcasts that can out- say something so inflammatory that it will get the entertainment media's attention. Yet Mark Hamill sits there, tweets a picture of Donald Trump, and it will get 400 thousand retweets. Mark Hamill will, in that one tweet, probably did more harm for the Star Wars fan community than any of the podcast episodes of any podcast of Star Wars in the last year. I would imagine Lucasfilm has made Luke uh, Luke Skywalker, made Mark Hamill sign a non-disclosure agreement. They could very easily put him on a leash. Yet again, they're, they're punching down and they're wiping out the things that, not wiping out, that's not the right word, but they are trying to put a kibosh on... Fans and think about it, most Star Wars podcasts are positive. Some some of them are critical, like we've been critical, but most of them have. Again, you don't spend how many dollars a month, a year about something unless you're doing it because you like love it to some capacity. Mm-hmm. Much like how we've talked about Midnight's Edge. Midnight's Edge is free. Or or they're not paying anything for YouTube, and so they bash whatever they feel like. It's it's very visceral and emotional. They don't put a lot of thoughts behind their arguments. It's just I don't like this. It's it's the equivalent of Yelp reviews. That's what YouTube criticism is. And again, if I were Disney, Lucasfilm, go after YouTube. Go after that. Go after. Think about all these videos use images from the movies and stuff because cease and desist letter them. They're using your copyrighted image in their video. Take, again, if you want to go after them, go at, go after dissent or things that you don't like, go after the ones that are causing your problems. I think you should start with Mark Hamill, considering that he he has more of a, uh, a speaker than anybody else does. But it's weird. It, it, I, I don't get this strategy because – like, I think, again, I've mentioned it before that Lucasfilm could very easily feed the podcast stupid, stupid information that's positive – That could sit there, elevate the mood across the board for Star Wars.
1: It's because this is the other thing I was thinking about. It's so weird because I remember when I was younger, like you found out someone else liked Star Wars and you like Star Wars. And it was like the greatest thing ever to find that out. Because, like, you guys could – but now it's like you find out someone like Star Wars and it's like an instant – you stare each other down until one of you, like, says, like, something to tick the other one off and you have to have an argument about it.
0: Well, I, well, I think it's two different – because <clears> the <throat> reason why – I agree with you absolutely, Zenner. And I think what it is – I, I think it's the internet. I think the internet culture makes everything worse. Technology is great. It's just the fact that when people get to be hide behind their keyboards and all, and then start to don their uh keyboard warrior costume, that things start to get out of hand. And because again, like like you mentioned, now, like, now
1: if you want to be a true galaxy warrior out there, you're gonna check out my Pro Pure Antique Bronze Pro Max Shower Filter Head. Is that real? Yeah. Yes. All right, Pork Knight.
0: I'm gonna make you a deal. You want the Knights of Vader mug? I'll meet you halfway. I'll get you a Knights of Vader showerhead. Deal.
1: One of my uh, recommended recommended items.
0: Zenger, would you would you agree with me that we're gonna start calling the Knights of Vader fans the Galaxy Warriors? <laughs> That's what we're calling our fans now. Galaxy Warriors.
1: Okay, the fans for Zingus I just call poor sobs <laughs> da 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 <laughs> Now, uh, if, if, if you really want to get those Jedi nightmares to their peak, you're going to have to take some of my knockout sleep supplements. When you're having that dream that your secret wife, that the Jedis don't know about, is actually dying, and you wake up in a cold sweat, you won't do that on my sleep supplement. Sweet dreams of killing younglings. Sorry, yinglings.
0: Is the murder of children at the Jedi Temple a hoax? Of course. It
1: was brought up by the Deep State. Oh, dear Lord.
0: So with that being said, the, the, the Star Wars podcasting thing, it's, it's not the end of the world. I, feel, I, I pity the fan sites that are saddened by this. Like I said, I I don't think it's cool when a company distances themselves from their fans. I don't think anybody wins in that scenario. But its I I think it's another opportunity. I think if you needed the Star Wars website as a platform to elevate you, I think any good media or anything in life, I think word of mouth is the best advertiser. I think nothing elevates you other than the audience you have i think our audience of galaxy warriors is the best audience a star wars podcast could possibly have
1: were you waiting for like applause or something
0: no i was waiting for i, I was waiting for alex jones but oh no i, I need, a <laughs> okay, need a minute okay you okay i i can't just get the on demand
1: no not after
0: i just like tore up my throat okay okay zenger's tapped out for the rest of the episode so i was waiting for him to say something there At this point, Xander just has like like six or seven inhalers and has to sit there like drain one every single time he does this to recover his voice. So yeah, so. That's the current controversy in the Star Wars fan community. Controversy one million three hundred and thirty-two thousand five hundred and eighty-two.
1: We we keep a running count. There's a ninety-two serving, fifteen hundred plus calories per day, two week food supply ammo crate. Oh, oh, you do get the crate with it. Interesting. There's instant pizza you can get. So the, I should write all this down because I feel like going on the site has put me on a list. You are a character. With that, be,
0: with that being said, Zangers, anything else you want to bring up regarding this or
1: <laughs> we're gonna do our own podcast and then you guys can't do yours. I, I figured that, that that
0: was relevant to bring up. That's who we should have had this. Forget Alex Jones Star
1: Wars. Should Mickey just talk about what he's going to do with everything? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's all mine now. I'm going to just take the opportunity to talk for free to people.
0: Okay, one last uh, like, um, one thing that I know Zanger and I did a few, oh, uh, God, months ago. It was Star Wars Battlefront. It seems we're actually getting new content in the game, not just, like, character skins. Yeah. Singer, are you excited for General
1: Grievous? Who else are we getting?
0: We're getting General Grievous and then Obi Wan, then Count Dooku, and then I think Anakin come January.
1: So is it young or old Obi Wan?
0: Clone Wars. Like or the Clone Wars.
1: So he's gonna Mm -hmm. have
0: or okay. They haven't shown his model yet. But from what I've read and the understanding is it's going to be Clone Wars era. Like he has the, the, the white armor like not like the complete white armor, but he has the like what, the shoulder plates. The chest plate. I'm excited for that then. I think it's really weird they're going with Count Dooku. Like I find that like like I get I get doing Obi-Wan and Anakin. I get that. But you think it would be like Grievous and like Asajj Ventress, maybe? I don't know. I feel like do I get obviously I guess Dooku was in the movies. So it's like, oh okay, like we have to do that. But considering that like another like lightsaber wielding character that has like two blades instead of just one.
1: Uh, I just, just want to see how Grievous is going to work. I think he's going to be... I, I hope he's going to be overpowered. You but hope he is? I hope. I mean, maybe he'll get some stuff back from, you know, the Clone Wars series. Okay, let's see. There's an article about that on Reddit right now,
0: which is 100% certain, 100% truthful. Geno's gameplay information. Clones are the attackers this time around. No surprise. Wookiees get removed on Geonosis, no replacement. Uh, uh, the low altitude armor transport, the Republic gunship is not available. Geo- wait, what? How do you not have Republic gunships on Geonosis? No, that doesn't make any sense. Geonosians are part of the environment and only appear during the first phase, not playable. The staff, Barkspeeder, are AAT tanks and ATRT are the only vehicles available from the spawn. Stat speeder may be present on the boo, not certain. Droids will have a new default skin on Geonosis, a bit reddish and hard to see considering the desert environment. Geonosis is a sniping fest. There might be a mm-hmm. desert storm during the battle. ATTEs are mountable by pressing a button, not via spawn screen. There will be a Separatist core ship crashing at the end of the match. Heroes overall are not very viable on Geonosis. Grievous overall is weak. His abilities are not very viable during Galactic Assault. Oh, come on. on. Grievous will get a new skin in November and another emote, him coughing. What other skin is he going to get? I think it's supposed to be him pre-Cyborg. Okay. I remember reading that at one point. That's just a rumor. Uh, Geonosis phases. The first phase objective is to override two things. Oh, I was going to assume
1: it was going to be him and his
0: cloak. Oh, it could be that. It could be that, too. That's, That's fair. Yeah, that makes more sense, actually, now that I think about it. The second phase, blah, 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 nobody cares about that. Things that are not included in the uh, November update but might come later. No heroes versus villains, blast, or other small modes on Geonosis. No new starfighter assault, no new arcade content, no new star Star cards, or no new weapons. So essentially, basically, all we're doing is getting a map and one uh, hero slash villain. Are you excited to play this, Zanger?
1: I'm going to actually put it in and give it a try again.
0: You play it for like like a weekend and that's it? Or you actually get to put a little more effort into it? I like actually put a little
1: more effort into it. I'm a start with Spider Man, I kinda of wanna draw that out until I get the D L C so very okay. likely. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, I kinda I, I kinda gave oh, up. Plus on
1: my it. Xbox Live expired, so if I want to play a shooter I have to play on my PlayStation. Oh jeez. And I'm too lazy to pick up a new one right now.
0: I think, I think we've covered some Star Wars news today. There were some hot takes.
1: I didn't know we were going in this direction, but I kind of said what my thoughts were about what I thought we were going, so there's that.
0: No, no parting moments? Uh, no, kind of like what John Stewart used to do, no moment of Zang? No, I got, oh. I got nothing. Oh, oh that should be the, we said that for end of every episode, our moment of Zang.
1: I'll, I'll come up with one next time. I don't, you, you, you can't just drop these on me, especially when I've torn up my throat.
0: It's kind of like, like yeah. our own version of like a Q, uh, Confucius saying, our moment of Zhang. It could be anything really. It could be Star Wars. Well, Overs I, I something. got something
1: if that's the case.
0: All right, Zanger, what's our moment of Zhang this week?
1: Uh, for winter, the ideal thermostat temperature is 68 degrees Fahrenheit when you're at home. Uh, energy.gov suggests setting the thermostat to this, um, suggested temperature at home while you are awake and lowering it while you are sleeping or away. 68 degrees in the winter. With that being said, so concludes this episode. Oh like No, it. no, no, wait. Oh. Actually, actually, one more thing before we conclude. Please, by all means, post what temperature you keep a thermostat at during the winter. But if they don't live in a climate
0: where they have to have, like, raise the heat.
1: I just want
0: to know. I, I, I want an average, damn it. Okay, folks, you heard him. In the comment section below, please tell Zenger what you keep your thermostat come this winter. <laughs> well, Weird way to end the episode, but hey, why not? So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at our new Twitter account, at Knights Vader. Check out our Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader in the Facebook, and chances are you'll find us. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to Anansperiority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Rogue Knight, K-N-I-T-E. And on the Cinemodies Podcast, where we'll be talking Tales from the Dark Side as we conclude Mont Stober. And when you're hearing this. Halloween has been over for roughly a couple of hours. Zenger. Where can people find you?
1: Sweating to death in my freaking living room. I'm sticking with that.
0: Alrighty folks. You can find a puddle <laughs> of by, by Zenger the way, in your local
1: living room. I, I will point out that. Well, a lot of podcasters complain how it's hot where they record because they have to put up a ton of stuff around them. I do not have to do that. I have my stuff regulated where I do not have to be in an enclosed area with soundproofing. So I am not confined. I am sitting in my living room sweating right now. 68 degrees. 68 degrees in the winter, people. Well, if you're on Hoth? When do you raise the heat to 68 degrees in the winter. I'll start to melt the ice, though.
0: 68
1: degrees in the winter. No exception.
0: All right, folks. Somebody please tweet to uh, a Star Wars expert. We, We have to prove who knows more about temperature settings on Hoth. And whoever's right is a true Star Wars fan. The other is not. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Bye.